My gosh, you are not going to believe what I just read. Welcome to my series where I review a story I found out in the world and I rant and I rave about it while reading it. And at the end of it, I will give a review and a rating on the story. That's if I don't forget. Well, today, the story I'll be reading is called The Alpha's Unknown Daughter by Wonderful Dreams on Wattpad. Now, a lot of these stories I'll probably end up reading on Wattpad or on Webtoons or whatever other app I have for reading. And if not there, then I'll also find a book that I have bought that I'll want to read. And um, I'll be just trying to find stories all over the place, not just on the internet, not just in books, but, you know, anything that I piques my interest, as well as things that are in my comfort zone and out of my comfort zone as well. Um, but today's story is right in that sweet spot of my comfort zone, but kind of out of my comfort zone. So um, when I went with Pat looking for a story to read, I made sure that I did romance because that's what I tend to read most often nowadays. Um, and I did complete it because I don't want to be left on a cliffhanger. And I know no one else really loves to be left on a cliffhanger either. So I decided to find a story that was completed and a fairly shorter one. This one's 30 chapters. And like I said, this one is in my comfort zone. And it is a genre that is kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't advertise it too much that I read these types of books, but I do search for them if I'm in the mood to read it. And it always like entertains me. And it's, if you can tell by the title, Alpha, this is a uh, werewolf story. Um, I'm, yeah, it's a werewolf story. <laughs> like I said, it's not something I typically advertise but on here who cares it's my interest I'm gonna read about it because why read something that you're not all that into you know like I said I'm gonna come out of my comfort zone but I'm still gonna read stuff that I like you know um but this one is in my comfort zone because I do love romance and I do love to read railroad stories but it's a little bit out of what I've been typically reading lately because um it's kind of like a story that I believe just based off the description that's either going to make me feel some deep emotions in some type of way, it's going to make me cry, it's going to make me really feel for the character, it's going to make me cringe a little bit probably. Um, and recently I've just, just been trying to read stories or find stories that are full of fluff and cutesiness and we all know they're going to get together and it's going to be a happy, fun relationship because there is just too much going on in this world for me to want to read about craziness, plot twist, every other story. Like, I can't, my heart can't deal with that right now. My brain doesn't want to deal with that. I just want to read some fluff to help me relax. But because this is the first episode and I want to be out of my comfort zone a little bit, I decided to go with this one. You know, it meets the requirements I was looking for, romance and a shorter story. And, you know, it seems interesting. So I honestly can't wait to get into this. Um, but before I do, I'm just going to you know, read out the description that the author wrote for the story. So without further ado, The Alpha's Unknown Daughter. Description. 
two teenagers, a party, and the unmistakable mate pull. But what happens when it follows with a steamy night and a rejection the next day? Then, only a month later, you discover a surprise which would change your life forever? In Lara's case, she decided to keep her baby a secret, only to accidentally bump into her mate four years later. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm really excited to jump right into this and, you know, give you my raw reactions on just the first couple chapters hopefully i don't read too much and then forget to record but um yeah i think this is going to be a really interesting book i'm curious about how this steamy night and rejection will go down i know it's going to be heartbreaking because if you don't know in werewolf stories there is a mate the person who you are destined to be with your one true love You'll be with them and they'll have this magnetic pull once you see them. And from then on, if you don't fight it, it will be the best love you'll ever have. And you'll be connected to this person like you will never be connected to someone else. You will be happy when they're happy. You'll feel sadness when they feel sadness. It's just a bond. It's two halves coming to one. So that's basically what a mate is in that um werewolf, you know, lore in um universe the lore of it all and when your mate rejects you or you reject your mate it's like you're being having the worst heartbreak you can ever have in your life like you love this person so much and it just ended in a nasty breakup and now you are like physically in pain you're crying you're sobbing you don't like get up you're in a depressed it's like that times 10 when uh mate rejects you in in this kind of sense so i think this is going to be really interesting and then a twist of a baby you know like oh my gosh like what's gonna happen are they gonna get together are they gonna fight is he in is he a terrible person i was gonna curse but i decided not to like is he a bad person is he like this mean evil man who wants nothing to do with her or the babies or does he like realize his mistakes that he wasted four years of his life rejecting his mate when they could have been together who knows? I don't know. But whatever it is going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. And I can't wait to read it. I can't wait to rant and rave like I always do. And ho- hope you all enjoy. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I have read about eight chapters of the book so far and it is exactly what I thought it was going to be kind of heartbreaking kind of sad um I could have kept reading and I almost was but (laughs) crazy so um the ninth chapter the first sentence I read is Gabriel's point of view so so far it's been Laura's point of view um this entire time and the first eight chapters, it's been Lara's, Lara? I think it's Lara, because it's not Laura, because whatever, it doesn't matter. Lara's part of you. Um, and it's up, it's like everything that happened up until uh, a certain point. And now 
it's gone back to the night everything went down, but it's Gabriel's point of view. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, nope, I need to stop. I need to recap. I need to take a breather before I get into this mess. <clears throat> so, right, the first eight chapters is just um, we're learning about Lara. We're learning about everything. And we're getting build up up until the night of the party. Um, Gabriel's party, his birthday party for turning 18. Um, so we find out that um, Lara is... Uh, an orphan right now um both her parents passed away her dad died protecting the alpha of the pack um from a rogue attack and then shortly after her mother um took her life away um because she couldn't handle the pain of losing her mate so you kind of get like a little ominous kind of um uh <sighs> foreshadowing that's the word i'm looking for an ominous kind of foreshadowing of what's to come with you know mates and you know relationships between these two people who are meant to spend the rest of their life together so um you get kind of like a glimpse of that and you also find out why lara is kind of um a bit more reserved why she um works a lot you know she tires herself she trains super hard because you know she doesn't want to think about her parents loss and also because her father was a warrior and her wolf is a warrior so makes her a warrior as well and she wants to follow in her father's footsteps and to kind of um keep her mind off of her parents death she uh trains a lot she does a lot of shifts she just works a lot just so she doesn't have to think about things so we we get that kind of context we also learn about her living situation she's living with um the beta of the pack um, and his son, who's her best friend, like the beta, his wife, and his son, who's her best friend. Um, and we see their dynamic. Um, they, she's been living with them for like the last two years since her parents passed away. And we also learn about her other friends in her friend group. One of them is the um, future alpha the other is the future beta who is the person she's living with the son who she's living with um and then a couple other girls and guys who um are in their friend group who are also wolves we learn about a little bit about the pack we learned that they go to high school in a human and werewolf co-existing high school we learn you know just some backstories on some of the characters and um, it basically kind of starts off with them kind of talking about going to the party for Gabriel, his birthday party. Cause it's supposed to be a big party because Gabriel is from a big um, pack. They're like a large pack, um, very successful, very like um, strong pack as well. And he's like going to be the new alpha of that said pack. So... Um, they're talking about that huge party that's going to go down. It's like the biggest party of their senior year. Um, and she's debating on whether or not she wants to go. She doesn't really want to go, but her friends want her to go. So she decides to go. Um, so then it, like, to get to the party itself, um, you know, she decides to go. And she's actually getting excited. By the time they get to the party, they're drinking and they're having fun. They're dancing and they're enjoying their night. You know, they're getting lit. As a high schooler, they're getting lit on a Saturday night at a huge party. Um, and uh, side note, what I really like about this book so far is that for one, it's 
really well written. You know, that's kind of a hit or miss sometimes with these Wattpad stories that I find. It's like sometimes the writing is bad, either the grammar is bad or the pacing of the story is just all over the place or there's not complete thought process or complete synthesis and it's just like, oh my god, how how am I even reading this without having uh, a stroke or something? Like that's a bit dramatic, but it's like it's just insane sometimes but the story is well written it's well paced and a little bit of note is that this is like a rewritten version of the story so it is a cleaner more polished version of the story i'm assuming the author originally made um so that's really interesting seeing the polished version i'm curious on what the unpolished version was like but you know, I won't have access to see that, so I'm just going to enjoy the polished and the well-written story and plot so far. But yeah, back to the party. So they're drunk and everything, and oh, oh again, side note, um, something I also really liked about the story is that the author gave kind of some backstory and some lore into werewolves and the whole um, genre of it, so they gave in some explanations to certain things that like if you were a first time reading into this genre you won't just be confused about like what are mates or what are you know these sensations that they feel when they're with somebody that is their mate or just like mind links which is something that happens when you're in a pack you're able to link with other werewolves in that pack so you can talk to each other through your head like things like that like they she explains it um the point of view of laura she's kind of like writing this as it's like a diary or something like she's telling the story and while telling the story about what's going on she's also explaining about werewolves so i thought that was really cool um a nice thing to do to like if this is like a first time reader of this type of genre this is like really helpful and you know that's how, kind of how you begin learning about a certain genre like this is through the stories you're reading and then you know if you are confused or if they don't talk about it in depth you might read about it but this way you can get like a little basis of it um through the story and it's like i do notice that a lot of the stories i read with werewolves and stuff they um are all different and unique in certain ways like they have different ways of approaching it but the core beliefs of it all um are fairly the same which is like great because you know they adhere to the same genre so that you're you know what you're getting in a sense and it's not like it's all over the place and then you have 16 different ways in which a werewolf is a werewolf you know or how they go about daily life like there's still a core that everyone takes from and throws their own little spin on it which is cool but um I think that's done with my side notes back to the party so they're getting drunk and um having fun she's enjoying herself um but she's getting a bit belligerent to the point where like she's she's um intoxicated but while dancing on the floor she feels this instant sensation it's, it's a, something that she's never felt before and then she's scanning the room looking for where this um urge or pull she's coming from and then she lays her eyes on gabriel and gabriel looks at her and they're like mesmerized by each other and gabriel comes up to her and she's getting all like shy and she's like not typically too shy of a person like she's getting all shy and she's blushing and she's like really feeling you know like oh my gosh i'm talking to her crush and 
you know, he, you can already tell the type of person he is because he kind of commands the room because as soon as they come together and they're just talking in the middle of the dance floor, everyone has their eyes on them, only them two. And then he just gives one look to them and they go back to doing what they were doing and minding their business. And after that, they go up to a room and they just talk. She says she they talk and talk for hours. And then after a while, you know, one thing leads to another and biggity bang, they do the do but they don't do the full do of the mating process where at the end of it he bites her um and i think they depending on the story they both bite each other um, i'm not sure about this one because he doesn't do it he they just do the do and they fall asleep and the next point is she wakes up and she's like really happy really excited you know she's sleeping next to her mate um she just looks at him a little bit and then she goes back to sleep she wakes up again later because she feels him moving around. He's She wakes up. She's looking at him. He's getting up. He's putting on all his clothes. And he's um, not even looking at her. He's just getting dressed. And, and she's, like, getting panicked. She's like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And he's like, I'm leaving. And she could already tell what's going on. She's already could tell that this is not going to end well. And then... You know, she's, like, going after him, like, what's going on? We're mates. Why, why are you doing this? And he's like, I never wanted a mate. I never wanted you. I never wanted this to happen. I didn't expect this to happen this soon. And then she was like, if you leave, I'm not going to follow you, which that's exactly the same thing I would do. Like, I'm never keeping someone who doesn't want to be there. I let everyone know that from relationships to of all kinds, I let your person know, like, if you don't want to be here, leave. I'm not going to keep you. I'm not going to keep someone who doesn't want to be kept, you know? So she says that, and he says, good, because I, Gabriel Black, from the Black Moon pack, reject you. And by him saying that, he rejects her as a mate, and their bond is broken. And she instantly feels that pain that I mentioned earlier, that heartbreak, that sadness, that deep ache inside of you because you're the person you're supposed to be with, your love, your one true love does not want to be with you. And then from there, she just was depressed going through it for weeks. Our friend who she lives with, his name is Dylan, who's the beta of the pack, well, the future beta of the pack, um, but he just become the beta, so I'll just call him the beta of the pack right now. He's furious, he's angry, he's consoling her, he's staying by her side. She, after a couple of weeks, begins to heal. Things become a little easier to deal with. And right when that happens, she starts throwing up every single day, feeling weird, her body's changing, she doesn't know what's going on. What does she do? She takes a pregnancy test. Her friend brings her three pregnancies as she takes them all and she's pregnant she's with child she's find out it's she's having a baby now apparently i don't know if this is in well it does um come up in other books where werewolf pregnancies are shorter than human pregnancies but this one was very specific in the sense where um it's especially shorter depending on the role of the werewolf so because gabriel is the alpha he is an alpha werewolf um the pregnancy for her is just four months 
Um, so she's basically a month pregnant, finding out she's pregnant and that she's going to have a baby in like three months. And she decides to keep the baby and she also decides that she needs to move far away as possible she can. So she decides to go move with her aunt in Texas. Now, after she has the baby, she was first originally decided to go back and forth between LA and Texas, well, California and Texas, um, from the pack she's in now in her aunt's place. But shortly after having the baby for a couple months, she realizes she can't do this. She can't keep going back and forth. She needs to settle down in one place. So she decides to just move to Texas full time because she needs to get away from Gabriel as far away as possible. Um, because the pain is too much. And so she just makes that decision. And that's where I basically left off is her making the decision to move to Texas. So um, before that, though, those months before she decided to move to Texas, she's been trying to get in contact with Gabriel um, to let him know that he has a child. Because she's like, well, if you don't want to be with me, that's fine. But he at least has the right to know that he's a child. But he kept ignoring her calls. He kept ignoring her in general, didn't want to see her, kept pushing her away, didn't um, call her back, didn't try to talk to her at all. All she wanted to do was tell him that he had a child. So after that, after she finally was like, this is the last time I'm doing it, you can call me or not, I'm done trying, that was it. He never called. And after that, she decided to move to Texas. And I'm like, that's probably for the best, you know? It, it kind of made me upset that she was trying to contact him. I get why, but it was like, it felt desperate. And I was like, she, he doesn't deserve to even know his daughter. Because you tried to tell him and he didn't, didn't want to know. He rejected you right off the bat. He initiated it, the act just for him to regret it the next morning and then completely cut you off he was never going to take responsibility right off the bat when he said I, I didn't expect to find my mate this early so it kind of upset me that part but you know i think the story is really good and i'm eager to read it more i just had to take a break to make this little rant because you know i'm about to get gabriel's point of view and that's gonna be it's gonna piss me off. I just know it. I don't want to read his point of view, to be honest with you, but um, I don't think he deserves it. You know, I don't care about what he was thinking. He's a he's he's not worth it. But yeah, I'm about to read his point of view and probably record in a session after reading a couple chapters of that. Um, but that's yeah, that's what happened so far. That's it's. Honestly, it's really good. Like, it's starting to be a really good book, and I'm interested in where it's headed when he finds out that he has a daughter four years from now, you know? But, um, yeah, I think the characters are really good. Um, I love the relationship between Lara and Dylan. They're really fun and funny. Like, they totally have a brother-sister relationship, and it's really sweet. And, um, yeah, I'm just really interested in what's to come. guys i'm back and i was supposed to you know take 
breaks in between chapters to talk about it, but after I recorded the last segment, I immediately started reading again, which I was going to do anyway, but I didn't stop reading until 12 o'clock um, at night, um, and I finished the story. I read from chapter 8 uh, up until chapter 30, and I finished the entire book. I could not stop reading it. I even went past um, my bedtime, you know, my bedtime, um, and now I'm paying the price after work today. I'm exhausted, but yeah, I ended up finishing the whole book. It was so good. I couldn't put it down. Um, the writing, the plot, everything was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, there was just some things that um, made me like what the heck, throughout this story, um, one of them being her, the main character, Lara, her ex-boyfriend, who she was dating after, you know, she decided to move to Texas, um, she met him there at the new pack she was staying at, and up until, like, I think they were dating for three years. The relationship was fine. Everything was normal. Everything was great and dandy. Until apparently he had met who his actual mate is. And he just napped. He rejected the girl very harshly. And then when Lara found out, she was like, I can't stand in between someone and their mate. And he was like, no, um, I did this for us. You know, I want to be with you and only you. And she was like on the fence about the whole thing until the girl, his mate, pulled up and was like um, trying to get to talk to him. And homeboy went all crazy and started choking her right in front of her and to the point where Lara was like, oh, my God, you're going to kill her. Stop. And so she ended up breaking up with him. And that's why um, they were done. By the time she met Gabriel again four years later. And another reason why she was moving back to California. So I was like, that was crazy. Um, there was just a lot of other crazy things happening. But nothing too, like, out of pocket. Nothing like, oh my god, what is she throwing in there just, you know, for content? And the book was really well done. I think it wrapped itself up nicely. It had um, opportunities where if it wanted to, it can... Um, have a sequel but if it didn't want to have a sequel it was wrapped up really nicely to the point where you know there was a nice ending and there's really no loose ends they kind of handled everything they handled it with um her ex-boyfriend he was handled at the end um this other threat to the pack um of the Gabriel's pack they handled that threat at the end as well they also handled another like threat to their relationship which was Gabriel's old flame who was really crazy really had a mindset on being the next um Luna which is like the queen of the pack you know she wanted to be the wife of an alpha who leads the pack and so she was very delusional thinking that even though he wasn't her mate that he would marry her even though he told her countless times, even when they were younger, that he was never going to be with her. 
And the way that ended, it caught me way off guard. It was another like, whoa, what the heck moment where I thought, you know, she, cause she had tried to attack Lara and they were fighting and Lara was like holding it down. Like she was, you know, defeating her. Like she was not a threat to her at all. Um, so, but then she got distracted because Gabriel showed up and was like, what the heck is going on? And right as that moment happened, she was distracted. Um, X flame, you know, went for her, like for, went for her throat, which is would have killed her. And, you know, like I thought, okay, she's really doing too much. You know, she should have just backed down. She would have been exiled from the pack because this was like her third and final strike. She might have been exiled from the pack, you know, become a rogue, you know, something like that. Um, but she just didn't stop. She kept trying to fight back. She tried to attack her more. She tried to attack the other warriors there, like, you know, holding her down to, like, take her away. She tried to attack um, Gabriel to the point where Gabriel was like, no, I'm done. I'm trying to get my wife to get help, and you are preventing me from getting her medical help that she desperately needs. So he just flat out murked her ended her life right then and there and I was like whoa I was not expecting that outcome typically um they don't resort to death usually like they may be on the verge of death but he unless like they're really like a lethal person in the book and she wasn't really considered lethal to me like she was a nuisance but she wasn't like a big threat so I was really shocked that they had you know she died but um that was like one of the crazy things that was happening um uh something that i kind of disliked was and this is like really small thing like not that big of a deal but it was like how um some of the characters that you meet in the beginning they be kind of if they weren't like driving the plot they be kind of they kind of was pushed to the side and like kind of forgotten like in the beginning, we are learning her backstory. We're learning her friends and everything. She has, like, so many friends. And towards the end of the story, they're just, like, forgotten. They're, like, in the past, you don't even hear about them anymore. You only really hear about um, one of her friends, the the guy, Dylan, who um, she's living with his family. You hear about him and his mother and father because, you know, that's technically her parents at this point. So you hear about them, but then they kind of go to the wayside as well or a little bit unless they're needed for the plot. Um, and then, you know, like, they're just forgotten. And, like, that kind of bothered me a little bit because he's like, you know, you don't have to, I guess. They're not so relevant to the plot that you need to give them some substance or backstory. That's fine, but it's like, it feels like you just forgotten all about these characters. Like, they're just completely irrelevant and I did also note that at some point she did like confused other new characters as well and I was like okay that was a bit like all right there was some issues with the editing that she might have missed it um yeah and you know another like person who I thought we would meet or have some type of dialogue was her aunt who she went to go live with because even after she like went back to finish out her last couple weeks in Texas 
we never really get to meet the aunt at all. She doesn't say anything. We just know of the aunt. And I was like, okay, that could have been an opportunity to like, you know, show her connecting with more family because, you know, she lost her two parents. You know, that could have been something that was really interesting that you could have added into. But, you know, to each their own. It's not 100% necessary, but it would have been nice to get a bit more flushed out from those characters. And, um, yeah, those are just some of my quips with it. But I think that the author did really well overall with the plot as well as the characters. Because a lot of the times with these stories, you're sitting there feeling like, okay, people are weird. People are crazy. People do crazy things but they don't necessarily act like this. Like, this is an extreme, extreme, extreme um, reaction to something, like, simple. And I didn't get that from the story. I felt like the characters' reactions were um, really, like, reasonable. Like, they make sense. Like, okay, yeah, I can definitely see this person reacting this way. So that was really good. I enjoyed that aspect because, like I said before, like some of these stories, you're really just sitting there like thinking like, who who does these things? Who thinks this way? This is insane. And um, another thing I liked is that uh, Gabriel, he had really good character development. Like, and he stayed consistent with the character development. So it made sense that she decided to forgive him and they created a relationship again and decided to continue or follow through with what was supposed to happen in the get-go when they found out they were mates you know because some of these stories again it's like the person who did the other person wrong they are remorseful but at times they aren't showing it constantly that they're remorseful and they're trying to change and so you're sitting there thinking, why are you forgiving this person? They have done nothing to really regain your trust. You're sitting here and falling in love with them, and they are still being a terrible person to you. And it's like, what? How does that make any sense? Ain't no way. There's not enough love connection in the world for you to sit here and push aside the crazy things that he did in the past, as well as the crazy things he's still doing to justify any of this. Like, it just I'm sitting here, like, sometimes I'll read a book, and I'm like, bro, he is still the same terrible person he was when you first met him. How are you falling in love? Make it make sense, because it doesn't. But that wasn't the case with the story. Like, he really had some great development from when he was a teenager till now. And he was, like, to some point, he was making more sense and making wiser decisions than Lara was. Like there was a point um, where um, something happened and they had to go looking for their daughter. And, you know, they were going through a lot and they had finally found her. And he was like, oh, you need to stay here. Can't not risk you cannot sit here and worry about you while I'm also trying to find my daughter. So stay here while we go get her. And she was 
going crazy. She could not stay still. So she defied him. She is like escaped out of where he had like tried to keep her locked up in the room and she had escaped and five seconds into showing up to the place where the daughter is and watching everybody fighting and you know watching everything go down what happens she gets kidnapped herself and ends up putting herself and her daughter in more danger and not only that he was like extra worried about her because she thought he she he thought she might be pregnant and she eventually like she was denying it saying oh, i'm not pregnant i don't feel pregnant or anything like that she eventually right before all of this happened where they found the daughter she took a pregnancy test and turns out she is pregnant and so she doubled down and decided to go putting herself in danger her unborn child in danger and her child who was kidnapped in danger all because she couldn't sit still and i was like bro you could have just listened and then she lied to him saying she wasn't pregnant as an excuse to go anyway but he was like nah that's not happening and what is what happens exactly what he thought was gonna happen she ends up getting kidnapped and almost got um taken away with the child had they not shown up when they did she would have been um gone with the child and they would have probably had even harder of a time finding her and it's like why are you being so irrational you know what now i'm thinking about it it makes sense why she was being so irrational because i get it you're a mom and you're nervous about your child but also top that with hormones from being pregnant and her not eating her not sleeping well because she's worried about her child it kind of makes sense but also like bro come on and even she realized that she made a mistake by doing this and he had every right to be furious because this was like not the first time he had to be like listen you need to be safe like one threat is gone but there are still like two other threats out there like come on but yeah um so her like descent into craziness was an interesting turn um, that I didn't see coming, but it I'm not mad at it. It doesn't feel out of like out of nowhere or anything like that. Like it just it makes sense how she set up everything. So that was interesting. Um, another thing that I really liked about this story is how. Um, Throughout it, there was a consistent theme of mates um, that wasn't just with the main characters. Like, of course, you know, mates and love and finding your one true love is the whole theme of the story centered around the two main characters. But you see it throughout the entire story with the other characters as well like you see it with um her discussing her parents and how they were mates and how the heartbreak of losing her mate made her mother um you know in her life you see how her two friends are mates you see how her friend finds out about 
her having a mate, but her mate has a boyfriend. And then you you kind of get stuff like that where the other characters experiencing their situations with finding their mate kind of ends up foreshadowing the main character's situation. Like what I mentioned with the friend finding out her mate, but she has a boyfriend. Like right before that happens, you know, the friend like found her mate, but she was afraid that the mate would reject her. And they had discussed that right before um, she ends up meeting her. Laura ends up meeting Gabriel and he ends up rejecting her. So you have stuff like that. You have moments where at the end, her other friend named Taylor, she finds her mate um, and she ends up finding out she's pregnant right before that. Um, sorry, right after that, that's when we eventually find out that Lara is also pregnant. So it's like throughout the whole story from the main character to the other characters you still get that strong sense of the strong sense of the theme of having a mate and what that means um the connection that these two people have that no one else can understand unless you also have a mate so I thought that was really interesting that it was very consistent with that theme in mind and I think that the little small subtleness of it all like if you weren't noticing it you might just like oh, okay cute they're getting their mate they're getting their mate or we're learning about mates and the connections with these people it's like okay that's really cool like we see different couples you know but unless you're really sitting there and making the connections to everything that's happening with the people outside and the main characters you're like oh this is like a really cool way of structuring the story and i don't know if that was intentional or not but i thought it was really well done and so yeah i truly really enjoyed this book you know the fact that i kept right reading and couldn't stop reading even though it was like i should have gone to bed hours ago kind of situation i really en enjoyed the book like this is one that i would come back to and read again um like months ago, months down the line. And uh, I would give this book a nine out of 10. Cause like I said, there was some issues I had with it with like the characters um, being kind of just forgotten about once they were no longer needed for plot. And it just felt kind of like sad just to have them completely just kind of erased in a sense or not even acknowledged anymore and um there was another thing that I remembered thinking like okay this could have been better um if it was done like this but it's not the end of the world but I can't think of it right now but um other than that now like I would give this story a 9 out of 10 it was really good really enjoyed it and if you find it at all interesting i would love for you to read it um i don't want to i didn't want to say too much just in case you know you guys were interested in it at all because it is a really good book um just to recap the name of it is the alpha's unknown daughter 
by Wonderful Dreams on Wattpad. And it's um, wonderful, spelled W-O-N-D, the number three, R-F-U-L. And then Dreams is D-R, the number three, A-M-S. So I think um, that you guys should really give it a try. If it's something that piques your interest, if you're interested in romance, if you're interested in werewolves, if you're interested in mates, if you've never heard of any of this and you thought, hmm, I might want to give it a try, I think this is a really good book to um, start off with because uh, something I really like, and I think I mentioned it earlier, and if I didn't, I'll mention it again, that, you know, the author does explain what certain things are with the lore of werewolves so that if this is your first time reading a type of book like this, you aren't sitting there confused and lost. And you're like, what is a mate? Or what is, um, why does silver leave a mark or a scar or hurts or damages? Like stuff like that. Like there's explanations for every single thing not every single thing but there's explanations for the lore that you know a first-time reader would really enjoy so yeah i would give this i would definitely give this book a try if it at all interests you um and yeah i'm curious to see if they have written other books because i would love to read them if they did because you know when you find an author where you know, you enjoy their work, you enjoyed their story, you kind of want to look out for more stuff from them, um, seeing what type of other stories they put out, seeing if, you know, they have a specific type of genre, or if they have different range. Either if one is fine, it's just nice to look out for that, because you get a lot of weird stories, and you're just sitting there like, okay, here's another weird one, and another weird one, and another weird one. Um, and then you magically find a gym and you want to go in depth, see if there's any other story by that author and run with it. I've done it multiple times. And for the most part, it's turned out great. Like you get other really good stories or you get a really good story. And then you're wondering what the heck they were doing in that other one. It's a toss up, but it's worth it to give it a try. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say in the story. I feel like I had more, but it is like I stopped reading at like 12 p.m. And now it's like 5 p.m. the next day and I just got off work. So I am quite exhausted. But um, I just want to thank you guys for listening to me rant. And if you really enjoyed this story at all, please give it a read. And I'll see you guys next session. Bye.